This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Friday afternoon, July 16th, 2021. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us in the Noon Business Hour, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Rob Hart, sitting in for Cisco Cotto today. An exit interview from a job could have a big impact on your future employment. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, reports on retail sales and consumer sentiment top today's data. We welcome in Diane Swank, Chief Economist, Grant Thornton, based in Chicago. Diane, thanks for joining us. When we last spoke about an hour an hour and a half ago, we talked about that uh, six-tenths of a percent of rise uh, in retail sales in the uh, month of June compared to May. That was unexpected. But you did say there were a couple of uh, headwinds, or at least areas of concern, when it came to the economic picture. And the first one is unemployment. Uh, it's it's improving rapidly, but you said we're still down a million jobs from uh, pre-pandemic times. We're still down. This is in the restaurant sector. We're still down 1.3 million jobs in restaurant sector, even though we've exceeded pre-crisis levels of spending on restaurants and bars after adjusting for inflation. And so that's something that we really want to watch out there. What's happening is, and this is really interesting, is larger firms and chains have been able to embrace the new technologies. They're able to pay higher wages much more easily, and they're squeezing some of the smaller businesses, mom and pop shops, out of the equation who can't keep up with those wage gains. And yes, it's great for workers to have that moment in the sun, but we also worry about the dynamism, the, you know, the loss of the mom and pop shops, and what does that mean? Going forward, do we want it all concentrated in larger firms? The good news is, is that we are seeing in areas where retailers have gone bust, restaurants are snapping up that space. The question is whether it's larger, small, new startups. And um, that's something we have to watch very closely going forward. And I think it's really interesting that we're still down 1.3 million jobs in a sector where we've exceeded the pre-pandemic peak because of our ability to order in and now move back into restaurants and go to restaurants. Um, but, you know, there are some some clear issues going on there that are going to be very difficult for smaller restaurant chains. And some of these issues are starting to make themselves uh, known in the consumer sentiment survey from the University of Michigan, uh, 5.5% monthly drop. And uh, a lot of that is inflation and uh, some of the other issues that are coming out of uh, getting, you know, using the key to turn the economy back on after a year yep. uh, in, in slumber. Yes, exactly. Here we are trying to open a $20 trillion economy basically overnight. We've never done this. And um, there's a lot of friction. And with friction, there's heat. And that's what we're seeing. And consumers don't like it. And they have every reason not to. And that's, you know, even if it's transitory or, in, you know, one way or the other, it's still not pleasant. 
and it's hard. And I think that's what you're seeing in the consumer sentiment um, uh, data. What's interesting is the consumer sentiment index versus the conference board's measure of consumer confidence really diverged during the month of June. And that's because the consumer sentiment index is more sensitive to um, things that affect inflation, most notably prices at the pump. That really affects people's perception of inflation in the consumer sentiment index. The consumer confidence measure, which improved for the month, that actually, that divergence is because employment prospects improved in June. And so you're seeing this dissonance between the two because they're measuring slightly different things. Both are true. Employment's picking up at the same time people's being upset about inflation is also intensifying. And that's something that Chair Powell is trying to, you know, straddle between those two issues is wanting to recoup the jobs lost while not enduring so much inflation that it becomes persistent. He's willing to say, you know, yeah, we've been surprised. It's it's larger and longer lasting, looks like, than we originally thought. We think it's transitory, but if it isn't, we'll deal with it. And they're not willing to wait. They're willing to wait months, not years to deal with this. They're not going to let it get entrenched. But, you know, either way, it hasn't changed the reality that, you know, this is there's just no precedence for this. And consumers are not happy about having to pay higher prices Interestingly, in the housing market, you know, the attitudes about buying homes have plummeted, and that's as people think it's the best time to sell. And that's because first-time buyers have been crowded out. Prices matter. Thanks a lot, Diane Swank, Chief Economist, Grant Thornton, based in Chicago. Coming up, make sure you have a graceful exit when you leave a job. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Most prospective employees put on their best face for a job interview, but don't think about it much when they're at a meeting when they leave a position. Let's get some help from Rick Cobb, Executive Vice President of Keystone Partners here in Chicago. Rick, thanks for joining us this afternoon. The great resignation is underway as people leave their jobs uh, at the end of the uh, rather unique COVID working situation we found ourselves in over the last year to uh, look for greener pastures or a better situation or a job that allows them to work remotely. And uh, part of the process is uh, leaving gracefully. And uh, Rick, how does one do that? And I, I would imagine that includes an exit interview that uh, includes more than just two words. Sure. So you, you bring a really interesting point up, though. What, what the pandemic has caused is sort of a forced and possibly much more stressful environment than normal for people, particularly if you have a hospitality role where you're in front of a lot of customers. So you have, when you're leaving an organization, your goal is to try and take as much of the emotion out of it as possible. And if you have a lot of emotion in this process, you need to spend some time working on that. Um, You want to be running to something, not from something. And if you would, you, you can make this analogy that, that when you're notifying somebody you're leaving, it's really sort of like you're saying, you know, I don't love you anymore. I want a divorce. So the emotional components of that can go really quickly off the rails. Um, so you have to think about less is more, uh, not two words, certainly, but what is the reason why you're leaving? Is it money? Is it lifestyle? Is it, is it emotional? And, and that's probably one you need to try and figure out how to avoid or rephrase. Is it a, is it a, uh, a different kind of work or a geography relocation that you can easily, and you want to have a you want to have a, a reason that is not controversial, as close to absolutely true as possible, and doesn't really leave a lot of room for, well, what about this? What about that? You certainly don't want to be in a situation where 
I don't recommend that people threaten to leave with the idea that their employer is going to counter and keep them. Uh, that you know, that never works in the long run. Uh, so I would I would avoid that. So it's about it's about simple, uh, as honest as possible, as clean as possible, and then I think to be willing to uh, offer if you're able to, both either from a time perspective or emotionally uh, or functionally, if you're able to offer to work a notice, if that's something they're looking for, uh, if you, to inform them on ongoing work that still needs to be completed, to just leave as a good citizen. You know, there's a, something that we've talked about uh, back the last time the economy was hot, which is the boomerang job. You know, it's conceivable now more than ever that you could be working at a company, leave it, and for whatever reason, because your skill sets require it and they offer you a job or because the company you go to gets bought by the company that you left. And you really want to have as clean a slate as you can in, in, in the possibility of returning. Or you may find out the grass is not green. It's just paint and you want to come back. Well, that's great advice. Rick Cobb, Executive Vice President, Keystone Partners here in Chicago. Coming up next, Netflix set to make a move into video gaming. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Netflix is planning an expansion into video games, hiring a former electronic arts and Facebook executive to lead the effort. Joining us now on the McGrath-Lexus business line is Gary Kultbaum, president of Kultbaum Capital Management and a Fox News business contributor based in Orlando, Florida. The website, Gary k.com gary thanks for joining us this afternoon does this seem like a natural progression for netflix especially as competing streaming services eat away at its movie library uh, i call it a perfect move look when you have all these people that are already subscribers just add something else and maybe can attract new people and video is the perfect way to go and they got a guy from electronic arts and facebook that has uh, great reputation in the video business, and uh, I suspect it'll do well. Keep in mind, they're not going to be charging extra for this from the get-go. Whatever you're paying now is going to go toward this. But I have a sneaking suspicion uh, prices will creep up to uh, accommodate for this. How will this work? Uh, will Netflix users compete against just other Netflix users, or will they compete against other players on that particular game? Uh, you know what? I've read 14 different ways, and I, I haven't seen much on that, except I gather it's going to be a combination of everything. You know, the big thing right now is playing against other people. So I, I'm pretty sure that they will go there also. Whatever they can do to attract eyes, they are going to do. And this guy was chief creative officer for Zynga also in 2009. Uh, he was uh, involved with a bunch of games that really sold off great, including, by the way, the Star Wars franchise. Uh, so I think uh, they know what they're doing here, and I think it probably works out pretty well. Netflix gained as much as 2.8% uh, to $563 a share in pre-market trading. Do you have a recommendation? Uh, I'm not an owner of the stock right now, and it's simple. They've had very inconsistent growth over the last uh, year, year and a half, and that's why the stock is hardly budged uh, in, in a year's time. But they do report in a couple of weeks. If I start to see some consistency of subscribership, which you do have to worry about because of big competition out there, then I'll, I'll, I'll start to look again. I used to own the past. I don't own it now.
And then very quickly, does this also mean that uh, in addition to uh, uh, adding other titles to Netflix, other video game titles, uh, this sounds like, because they have uh, an EA executive involved, uh, that they are going to get into the games business themselves and develop their own titles? Oh, I'm sure of that. Uh, And, uh, you know, there are plenty of game developers out there that are attached to other companies. Uh, There may be a bidding war. Uh, for some of these uh, geniuses that have come up with uh, games that have sold uh, billions and billions of dollars. So uh, I expect that, and you are correct. I think that's the shape of things to come. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Gary Kulpbaum, President Kulpbaum Capital Management, and a Fox News business contributor based in Orlando, Florida. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today this is chicago's all news station news radio 780 and 105.9 fm The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon, I'm Rob Hart, sitting in for Cisco Cotto, and these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. The head of the CDC notes rising COVID numbers in states with low vaccination rates. This is Bernie Tafoya. A Northwest Suburban School Board opts for optional face masks but not before a passionate public comment period. In Entrepreneur Friday, a retail craft beer store on Chicago's north side now boasts a second location. The hotel industry is looking for workers. We'll learn about a hiring event in Chicago that's set for next week. WBBM Business, the markets are lower. The Dow is down 128 points. The Nasdaq is down 28. The S&P 500 is down 11. AccuWeather says cloudy today with a shower in spots, especially in northwest Indiana. High today of 74 
cooler at the lake. 72 degrees right now at 1231. The noon business hour is presented by the village of Bedford Park. The Delta variant of COVID-19 continues to lead an increase in infections nationwide. This is Centers for Disease Control Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky. Yesterday, CDC reported more than 33,000 new cases of COVID-19. Our seven-day average is about 26,300 cases per day, and this represents an increase of nearly 70% from the prior seven-day average. Hospitalizations and deaths are also growing, particularly in states with high rates of unvaccinated residents. Discussion was heated during last night's Palatine-Schaumburg District 211 school board meeting as members decided to recommend, recommend but not require that students wear face masks in class. Dr. Joanna Posdell was the first anti-mask advocate to speak. She said she does not believe the COVID infection is as severe as it's made out to be on TV, radio, and social media, despite more than 600,000 American deaths. Kids wearing masks are, uh, are at risk for anxieties and for other chronic diseases. So that's, that's my point. No mask for kids as a physician. Thank you. Thank you. Next. I'd really like to be able to make sure we hear everyone. Please refrain. Dave Pritchard said children are at extremely low risk of contracting what he called the Fauci virus. Unmask our kids. But Samantha Nelson pointed to cases of Mississippi children now in intensive care units with the Delta variant. I'm asking you to keep the masks on so we can protect our families. In the end, the District 211 board left it up to parents to decide. Bernie Tafoya, News Radio, 105.9 FM. The noon business hour continues at 12.33. Markets are lower at this hour. We're joined by Tim Grisky, Chief Investment Strategist with the Inverness Council based in New York. Tim, thanks for joining us once again. Uh, the Dow down a little over 100 points right now, and it sounds like uh, fears of inflation once again overshadowing strong earnings. Uh, let's start by talking about the positive stuff, and that is uh, the strong earnings reports. Tim, what are some of the, uh, the, the reports that jump out to you? Well, really, uh, Rob, it's it's across the board. Uh, we're seeing, you know, uh, companies report very strong numbers above expectations. And those expectations have been steadily increased throughout the year. Uh, so uh, I think we, you know, we, we saw some I think uh, big surprises from the banks. Uh, of course, this is, you know, early in earnings season here at this point. Um, but uh, some very good results. And I think we're going to see, you know, very strong results going forward here, especially from uh, the technology companies and a lot of the cyclical companies, the companies that are economically sensitive and are benefiting from the reopening of our society uh, and the strong spending we're seeing from consumers. From the uh, from from your perspective, from a financial analyst perspective, from the perspective of someone who uh, uh, guides investments uh, for institutions, what particular aspects of inflation concern you the most? Well, I think you know it, it's this uh, spike of commodity inflation uh, that is, I think, very concerning uh, for uh, investors. Uh, as well as for the Fed, and certain, certainly uh, certain members of the Fed are more concerned about it than others. Uh, you know, the, the commodity inflation hits a lot of different companies, uh, and it has the potential to uh, penalize earnings here, at least in the near term. Uh, 
The semiconductor uh, this isn't so much of an inflation issue as a supply issue. Uh, that is probably the, the biggest concern I think all of us have because that's not being worked off very quickly. There is such a high demand for semiconductors and limited supply uh, because a lot of the production uh, has been very slow to come back online. Uh, so that uh, that is really, I think, what bothers us because semiconductors are in almost everything. Now, is this a, a situation where eventually it will find its equilibrium once again, that we're in this unprecedented situation of ongoing pandemic-related supply chain issues, plus the fact that we've never really, as I said with a previous guest before, put the keys in the ignition and just started the economy like we do a car? Yeah, uh, it's a nice way of saying it. Um, you know, I think, you know, certainly, you know, Chairman Powell uh sees this inflation spike as very temporary. Uh, now, temporary can, can be interpreted in lots of different ways, but I think he's looking at inflation to be, begin to come down here in the second half of the year. We're in the second half now, uh, and certainly return to normal probably sometime six months or so from now. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think that's the real concern about investors uh, at this point. Are we going to see uh, this spike of inflation persist and last longer uh, than the Fed believes? Or is it going to come down, as Chairman Powell and certain other members of the Fed believe, uh, back to a normal uh, level of inflation? And of course, the Fed is looking. They want some inflation in this economy. Inflation provides some grease to economic growth. Uh, it helps it along. So that's why they're targeting a 2% level inflation. We're above that right now. Uh, but a lot of that we really think, and the Fed thinks, is temporary. And that's why you've seen the market rally so much, with the exception of the last couple of days. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Tim Grisky, Chief Investment Strategist with Inverness Council, based in New York. Coming up next, an Entrepreneur Friday, a craft beer retailer in Chicago, opens a second location. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday, and this afternoon we're putting the spotlight on a Chicago craft beer retailer that now has two locations. Joining us now on the McGrath Lexus business line is Carly Katz, owner of Bottles and Cans in Chicago. Carly, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Uh, your original location, yeah. your the, 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 the first location, uh, mild stomping grounds, the North Center neighborhood, 4109 mm -hmm. North Lincoln Avenue. And I just is, I'm working from memory here, Carly. I want to say you guys opened in 2014. Uh, 2012. Okay, 2012. So I wasn't that yeah. far off. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, how has the craft beer uh, business changed since 2012? Uh, it's it's not, a number of uh, uh, more players have entered the space, especially in the Chicago mm -hmm. area. But it sounds like the competition is also ramped up too, because you could now find uh, more craft beers in in large grocery store chains. So how do you mm -hmm. guys keep up with that? Um, you know, honestly, like a part of our whole theme is our education of all the products, um, kind of knowing our brewers, understanding why they do what they do, how they do it, and just making sure that we keep up with all of that so that you're not walking in and, and not being able to get all the, the questions you need answered. Um, that's, that's kind of the base of it. But we also carry a lot more kind of 
fun off the cusp things that a lot of places don't. Uh, we get to do a lot of collaborations with our brewery friends and um, that's, I mean, that's pretty much the extent of it, just keeping up with everything. How do you stay on top of uh, who is entering the uh, the craft beer scene, especially in the Chicago area? Because that, for a while, and maybe that is still the case, uh, that there seem to be, you know, one or two new entries uh, seemingly every month. Uh, yeah, if I mean, if not more. Um, and holy bananas, that's, it's, it's a lot of just conversations. It's making sure that we're asking, again, like us asking the right questions as well with our distributors, asking the breweries, what are you guys doing? Who do you know that's coming in? Um, a lot of times, though, I mean, people in Chicago especially, it seems, they want to drink their local guys. They want to make sure that they're, like, keeping up, making sure these guys stay in their backyard. And, and all the other stuff coming in is super great. But Chicago, we have, I mean... Eight billion breweries. It's there's so many of them now popping up, and all of them are wonderful and unique. And then, what did you do over that time, especially you know, 2012, 2013, 2014, to build credibility inside the Chicago craft beer scene? Uh, we were a lot of places. Uh, we made sure that we were showing up at festivals. We made sure that we were reaching out to any individual. We were lucky enough, like you said, our first location was in North Center. We had a neighborhood that was so happy to have us and like it was just open arms. And that kind of started it as those people started supporting us in large numbers. Then the rest of the city kind of came because through those numbers, we were able to kind of open the doors to getting a lot more of the specialty stuff. A lot more people were talking about us. Um, Word of mouth has always been our best and most reliable form of, of marketing. And for those of you who are not uh, familiar with the geography on Lincoln Avenue, uh, Bottles and Cans is just a short walk from Half Acre at uh, Lincoln and Cullum, uh, the home of the Daisy Cutter. And how did that benefit uh, your business? Because I would see some people lined up outside of Half Acre on Saturday morning when they were uh, uh, unveiling a new beer or, or tapping a, a, a special variety of beer. Yeah. And did the people who were going to the tap room, did they find... They wander down Lincoln Avenue into bottles and cans? They absolutely, yes, they did. They, um, that relationship was, I mean, the first location, that, that wasn't an accident. Uh, we, we kind of knew, we scouted the different neighborhoods. We knew what we thought would be beneficial. Um, the half acre relationship for us has always been a strong one. Um, so just, again, it's like, if you guys want this next week, we're going to send it out to distribution and it's going to be right down the street. And then along with half acre came Beguile Brewing, um, dovetail. Uh, we've got a bunch of other ones around there right now too. Um, the the half acre space though, that you're actually talking about um, is at some point here in the near future actually going to um, roll over into Hot Butcher to the World Brewing. Um, so half acre is actually going to be um, like staking their claim in uh, uh, the Bowmanville neighborhood, and then kind of a new a new energy will will come over to North Center with Hot Butcher. Well, Carly, thank you for joining us this afternoon, and you're bringing uh, new energy to the Edgebrook neighborhood, your second location, opening yeah. at 6401 North Central. So uh, uh, thank yeah. you for t sharing your story about uh, uh, selling craft beer and craft liquor at uh, on Lincoln Avenue and now on Central Avenue uh, on the far northwest side of Chicago. Still to come, the hotel industry struggling to fill open positions. The pandemic forced many people to leave the hospitality industry, which is causing problems for employers who are 
ramping up for the return of customers. Let's get an update and details in a hiring event from Michael Jacobson, president and CEO of the Illinois Hotel and Lodging Association based in Chicago. Michael, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Uh, Where are we at in terms of uh, hotel hiring? Is this a case where uh, the industry is recovering faster than people anticipated? Yeah, it's not necessarily how faster than what people were anticipating. But what we saw is a lot of employees couldn't sit around for months and wait for their job to come back. And they either left the industry or left the state to states that reopened quicker for better or for worse. And how are is is the are, are hotels in the Chicago area and in Illinois in general, how are they trying to adapt to this new reality? I'll tell you, they're desperate for staff. Many of the hotels have already worked through their recall list, which is the list of people that were laid off. Of, of course, that's our first priority is bringing back those employees first that have been loyal to us for 10, 20, even 30 years. But there's definitely there's hundreds of opportunities even for new people that want to come into our industry. And I think it's a, a frequent misunderstanding of the quality of jobs in hotels. They provide benefits like 401k and paid time off and, and health care benefits. But they also provide good pay. Our starting wage in the city of Chicago at our hotels is $18. And that's the starting wage. Many of our roles pay far in excess of $20 an hour. So it's a good career pathway to come in and even start at the entry level and advance far quicker in your career, much quicker than many other industries. Now, tell me a bit about this uh, hospitality hiring event that's happening at the uh, Swiss Hotel next week. Yeah, we're working with the Chicago Cook Workforce Partnership and the mayor's office and the uh, the county president's office to put on this hiring event at the Swiss Hotel next Wednesday. And more than 20 hotels will be offering jobs on the spot for a variety of uh, roles. If you like cleaning, we have a housekeeping job for you. If you like sales, we have a job for you. If you like customer service, you can work at the front desk. No matter what you like doing, we have a job for you. And like I said, we're going to be offering jobs on the spot. And again, high paying quality jobs. And they'll be held next Wednesday at the Swiss Hotel. And you could sign up for that at IllinoisHotels.org. It's in our upcoming events section. So it's a great opportunity for Chicagoans from every neighborhood and even the suburbs to come get a job and get back to work. Michael Jacobson, president and CEO of the Illinois Hotel and Lodging Association. Uh, They do have the uh, Help Wanted sign up and plenty of vacancies. And uh, hotels across the Chicago area are looking for you if you are looking for work. Michael, thanks for joining us this afternoon. And once again, the uh, website for the uh, hospitality hiring event is at the Swiss Hotel. It's July 21st, 9 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Details at IllinoisHotels.org. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.